This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, Keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Who are you? It doesn't matter who we are. Yo, yo, yo. Hello, welcome back to another episode of this Unomics podcast. Massive shout out to those who listened to last week's episode with Matthew Bridgman. Um, very great episode. He spoke on betting on black, which is talking about betting on black businesses. He spoke about his journey as an entrepreneur. Um, him and Taser um, created Faded, Faded Events, which has been going for eight years, doing great things. And he's he's himself expanded to other businesses, um, which has been like the Nightweb series, which are very good events. So make sure you check those out. Faded also have an event coming early August, so make sure you get your tickets for that. This week's podcast is just me. Unfortunately, guys, no special guest, but this is centered on Corona, and I'm gonna give an update with regards to coronavirus. You know, I like to give those to the streets. For those who may be wondering why you haven't seen me post every day on IG or on Twitter, it's because the government have basically binned off the daily updates, and they have chose to come and speak to the public when necessary. So there was one a few days ago, well, last week, by the time you're hearing this, regarding travel and i'm going to give you the gist in this podcast this was talking about the travel and july 4th um, what's open what's not going to open and all that type of stuff cool so let me start off with the to in my opinion the important figures and that is what's been happening with coronavirus in terms of the numbers in terms of the cases all of these very very important informations so this is last updated I'm recording quite late on Sunday, um, at 4 p.m. on Sunday, the 5th of July, 2020. So these are the total number of cases confirmed regarding coronavirus. This is the total amount of people that have caught coronavirus and it has been confirmed by a lab. So that's 285,416 people. So that's more than a quarter million people have 100% tested for corona, let alone the people that actually haven't been tested. Um, in terms of the, the amount of p- people who have contracted coronavirus and it's been confirmed via test, that was 516. And this is a quite low number because early, um, two weeks ago, by the time this is this podcast, the numbers were in the thousands. So a thousand people a day minimum are catching coronavirus. This is now halved in two weeks. Unfortunately, when we're looking at deaths, we have over 44,220 um, deaths with a positive COVID test. 
So obviously there may be, there's the excess test data, which looks at people who have COVID on their, on their um, what's it called, on their death certificate, or I think it's described as, without the presence of COVID, this person wouldn't have died. And obviously that number is going to be significantly higher than 44,220. Um, so rest in peace to all those people that have unfortunately passed. In terms of the amount of people that unfortunately passed yesterday, that number was 22. So when you think of 22 deaths, remember the weekend figures are usually lower, but when you think of 22 deaths, remember the weeks where we had 900 people who died in the day or 1,000 people who died in a day. So this is showing that the virus has been contained to a certain degree because remember, they're tested more than ever now. They're testing more than ever, but we're getting lower amount of people confirming they've got corona and lower people who are actually passing from coronavirus. So that is um, the figures. So now we're going to talk about travel. I remember that before, the government guidance was you can only travel if it's essential. But now there's going to be certain countries and territories that are exempt for that advice. So the Foreign and Commonwealth Office, they've um, updated this guidance and this takes into effect from the 4th of July. There are certain countries where you're exempt, you're, you can actually now travel to. So they warned the global coronavirus pandemic is still ongoing, no travel is risk-free, and disruption is still um, possible. But it asks you to make sure you read the corona coronavirus travel guidance to make sure you're prepared. You can find on the gov.uk website to read the, read the travel advice for your destination and to sign up to email alerts and travel advice so you stay in the loop. So those for people who are considering travelling really soon. So here are the exempt countries and territories. Austria, Andorra, Belgium, Croatia, Cyprus, Czech Republic, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, France, Germany, Gibraltar, Greece, Hungary, Iceland, Ireland, Italy, Latvia, Liechtenstein, Lithuania, Luxembourg, Malta, Monaco, Netherlands, Norway, Poland, Portugal, and that's only the Azores and the Madeira. San Marino, Serbia, Slovakia, Slovenia, Spain, Switzerland, and Turkey. Sorry, I just said those are the European country, um, European um, places you could go to. Regarding the Americas, Antigua and um, Barbuda, Bahamas, Barbados, Bermuda, Canada, the Cayman Islands, Dominica, Grenada, Jamaica, Martinique, South Georgia and the, and the South Sandwich Islands, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Lucia, St. Pierre and Miguelon, St. Vincent and the Grenada, Grenadines, Grenadines, I don't know, God forgive me if I got that wrong, sorry people, Trinidad and Tobago, Turks and Caicos Island. So notice the United States of America wasn't on there, <laughs> yeah? High risk. Um, in terms of Asia Pacific, you can go to Australia, Brunei, French Peninsula, Hong Kong, Japan, Macau, Malaysia, New Zealand, Taiwan, Thailand, Singapore, South Korea, Vietnam, Wallis and Futuna, I've never heard of that place. And in Africa, you've got to go to Reunion, Antarctica, the British Antarctic, Antarctic Territory. Some people are quite annoyed, so thinking, what? Oh, so I can't go to Ghana, I can't go to Nigeria. These times we have lower cases than some of these other places, but that's the government guidance as of now. So these are countries that you can go and visit, um, basically, and it does have to be an essential journey. However, just because you can go to visit these places doesn't mean... Those places are taking you in. For example, if you check Japan, yeah, they're not letting anybody in, period. 
<laughs> they're not able to eat in period. If you're trying to hit up a young Iceland, yeah, and this is all, of course, as of now, try to do a young Northern Alliance, it might be too early for that, but whatever. Iceland are saying either you come in and quarantine straight or you pay for a test. So they're not even trying to do the test for you on a, on a, on a, on a NHS thing. Not a big money, you have to pay. I don't know what the price is. And um, yeah, and Cyprus says, nah, nah you, can't, <laughs> you can't come in. So it's good to check the nations that you're trying to go to, potentially, or if you've got family and want to go somewhere, what their guidance is. Just because the government says you can go there don't mean they're going to let you in, fam. So that's something to look out for, looking to travel. So that's the places that you can travel to, yeah. Um, there's another thing called travel corridors, and this is specific to people arriving in the UK. So I just spoke about people who live in the UK and depart into whatever country. Now we're looking at arrivals. Previously, the guidance was, was yo, if you come in to this country, 14-day lockdown, don't give a damn, yeah? And if you... And you and that means you can't be out here going to shops and da 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 da. Like you will be, there will be spot checks on you. And if you mess about, you can get fined. You get. Well, the government have updated their um, guidance, and from the July um, twenty twenty, sorry, from tenth of July twenty twenty, unless they have, unless you have visited or stopped in any other country or territory in the preceding fourteen days, passengers arriving from the following countries and territories will not be required to self isolate on the arrival into England. So here are the countries. Andorra, Antigua and Barbuda, Aruba, Australia, Austria, Bahamas, Barbados, Belgium, Bonaire, Saint Utilas and Sabah, um, Croatia, Curacao, Cyprus, Czech Republic, Denmark, Dominica, Faroe Islands, Fiji, Finland, France, French Peninsula, Germany, Greece, Greenland, Grenada, Guadeloupe, Hong Kong, Hungary, Iceland, Italy, Jamaica, Japan, Liechtenstein, Lithuania, Luxembourg, Macau. Malta, Mauritius, Monaco, Netherlands, New Caledonia, New Zealand, Norway, Poland, Reunion, San Marino, Serbia, Seychelles, South Korea, Spain, say Barfemily, Barfemily, I'm so embarrassed, I can't even say these countries, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Lucia, St. Pierre and Miguelon, Switzerland, Taiwan, Trinidad and Tobago, Turkey, Vatican City and Vietnam. So these are the countries, so bear in mind, this list it wasn't as long as the previous list. So, man, I said, you can go there, but when you come back, you might have to isolate unless you're going to any of these places. So, please bear that in mind if you are looking to travel in the near future. And, of course, I'll keep you updated as this guidance changes because it will potentially change. So, that's the travel aspect. As you see this, you've known that on the 4th of July, loads of stuff that we've been waiting to, to be opened have been opened and we've seen people go absolutely berserk like I was looking at uh snaps of Shoreditch it was ram up Soho was ram up and just pubs just full to the brim people were going to pubs at 6 a.m and I believe that if you are a person that went to the pub at 6 a.m you should be arrested upon arrival you're dangerous to society you cannot be trusted with freedom and all the liberties of a free state but jokes aside um obviously I'm happy that businesses are back a lot of people have been asking me my thoughts on what's going to happen, so I'll give my thoughts. Um, I think the government had to open, you had, the economy had to open. Um, I know people talk about the health risk, and the health risk is grave, but at the same time, people don't understand a complete and utterly finito economy is also going to, is going to probably lead to even more deaths and just businesses going bust and people just in worse situations. So the government really has to, and all governments worldwide really have to juggle 
the health and economic risk simultaneously. And um, if you look at the numbers, as I said uh, yesterday, 22 people died. Of course, that's 22 people too many. 500 people contracted corona. Of course, that's 500 too many. But compared to previous days and in, in weeks where there were 5,000 people catching corona a day, 900 people dying a day, the risk has reduced greatly. Um, and a lot of this stuff is all about risk. Um, not every country is doing the same things because people assess risk differently. So, for example, the government has actually been more cautious in terms of social distancing measures than other countries. So other countries, even even the World Health Organization says one metre and upwards. The government was running on the two-metre rule up until July 4th where businesses are now coming to open and obviously restaurants and parks and bars. You can't really have two-metre distance. It's, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to make things a lot more difficult. So shout out to people inside seeing people having our blast, or the all the um all the uh, all the image babes enjoying life at the nice restaurants, posting pictogram, looking looking nice. We just love to see it. I'm seeing people have barbecues, I'm seeing people chill with family, I'm seeing people um be on do rooftop bars, play sport, picnics. It's good to see people out and enjoying themselves. Obviously, people stay safe. What I think we're gonna see. Is there going to be a second wave? Potentially, usually with most pandemics, there always is a second wave. Um, we saw China having to put like over 200,000 people into a lockdown area, or millions of people into a lockdown area. I think, was it in America? There, there was a 200,000 amount of people that got put into a lockdown area. Like, and even in our own country, Leicester, their rate of infection, and that is how, um, how the rate of infection is essentially how many people um, on average are reaffected, passing on their virus, the virus onto other people. So the rate of infection is free. That means for every one person that's got corona, they are on average um, affecting three people. They're passing on the virus to three people. And obviously that's, you don't want that because one person leads to three, which leads to amazine. And that's how viruses spread. So you want the rate of infection being less than one because that means the virus is shrinking. Like less people aren't being impacted as much. And currently, the rate of infection is still sitting between 0.7 and 0.9. However, Leicester... So if you were to chart the rate of infection for every city, Leicester were number one, and they had three times the rate of infection from the second second city, second city in the list. So that's why the government announced a lockdown in Leicester. And I think with the test and track and trace system where people are calling up um, people who've tested positive for coronavirus and asking, yo, who have you been in contact with in the last 14 days? And they've given their details. Let's say I, um, I caught coronavirus and I, and I seen in the last 17 days, last 14 days, show me Matthew Bridgman and Taser Black, who've been on my pods in the last two weeks, two weeks. The, um, the, um, the department would then contact these people and advise them to self-isolate. And do you see what I'm saying? That is helping the government being able to work out and kind of contract the virus. And now they have, because they're testing a lot more, they're testing for antibodies as well. They've ramped up testing. The virus, is, the virus spread is shrinking. They can now localise the lockdowns. It doesn't have to be a massive lockdown because before, coronavirus was here, then, everywhere you get. Now, if you're seeing a flare-up somewhere, you could, lo- you could shut down locally. So I think that's probably the most realistic thing. So maybe there might be a lockdown in London or they might do it by a borough. I'm not too sure. But that's what I see potentially happening in the future. Hopefully not. Also, one thing I wanted to mention, so so many of us 
have been lamenting the fact that gyms ain't open yet, spas ain't open yet, nail salons haven't been open yet, um, indoor um, facilities like basketball courts and all that type of stuff haven't opened yet, nightclubs not yet. Well, the government did announce that in this week that you listen to the podcast, they're going to release a timetable um, regarding when these businesses that are currently closed can come back into function. So that's something to look out for. And... Yeah, I'll probably be trying to make my own schedule for coronavirus updates. So check me out on Instagram, which is Dissunomics, and also on Twitter, which is underscore Nomics. I hope you've enjoyed this week's coronavirus update. Tell a friend, tell a friend or family member. Um, make sure you subscribe on what were you on Apple Podcasts. And make sure you follow me on SoundCloud as well as Spotify. And yeah, and also a big shout out to Spotify UK. They um, shared and reposted and showed me and my and my pal Shomisita some love regarding our podcast episode one five seven, which was looking at um, looking at mental health in the black community, Black Lives Matter, um, rape culture, and the discourse between black men and black women. It's a very very important podcast. It actually might be my favorite ever podcast. It's definitely the top three. So shout out Spotify for helping us share that message and show us some love is a very important conversation to have and also check out that episode number 157 I think especially for um, black men and women there's been a lot of you know a lot has gone on in the last few months so I think it's a very important conversation and I think we handled it pretty well and it's quite mature so yeah check it out until next week peace loves stay safe oh yeah man out of the back baby bye Podcast Network.